Welcome to the Iowa Agronomy Update, where we talk all things agronomics. I'm your host, Brent Schwinnaker, and this podcast is brought to you by Asgro DeKalb Brand Seeds. Hey everyone, and welcome to a new edition of the Iowa Agronomy Update. Uh, we're we're sitting here on the the last week of May, and we wanted to uh, kind of invite in our uh, northern uh, northwest Iowa agronomist, uh, Jim McDermott. Jim, hey, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm uh, doing well, Brent. Yeah, thanks for having me back. And uh, how are you doing today? Oh, hey, the sun is out here in Huxley. Uh, <laughs> we we can officially mark it on the calendar as as what it's out, and uh, we need every bit of it right now. So, how about uh, in your neck of the woods? Yeah, we actually have the sun out, and that's a good thing. I believe I'd heard yesterday for there was about twenty three out of the uh, twenty nine days in May so far that had some sort of rain. So, yeah, sure. we've, we've all been been through a, a tough period so it is good to see the sun and hopefully some dry weather coming at us yeah we we could use a, a good stretch of it here and i think i think that it's uh, kind of overdue here i've been wanting to do this for this podcast for a couple weeks but uh the the later we got i you know i just kind of wanted to get this more more pointed here this week and really uh you know jim we we've been talking on the podcast for the better part of a year, uh, even last year's planning dates of, you know, stay the course, trust the process, uh, patience, 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 or insert whatever <laughs> Iowa State football tagline you want there. Uh, you know, I think that's out the door. Uh, you know, we, we've, uh, we've been through a lot here in Huxley. Uh, it's a record. We only planted a day and a half in May. Mm. So, you know, our, our patience was certainly out the door in those, on those planning date windows that we did have. And I, I shouldn't even call them planning dates. You know, they were more like planting hours, you know, the, <laughs> yep. the, the windows were, were very, very narrow this year. Right. And so uh, that that's led us into where we are today. Uh, we're staring at, at June 1st here uh, this weekend. And so Jim, what, you know, what does that, what does that mean here right out of the gate for, oh, you know, pick a crop wherever you want to start, you know, what, uh, what, what are the, what are the key highlights here we're going to look at come June 1st? Well, yeah. And, and, you know, it's, uh, it has been a tough spring and I think we really have to focus on, okay, what do we have yet to do to plant? Uh, how are we going to make it successful and how are we going to make the crop that's in the ground successful? Yeah, because um, you know there is a fair amount of corn that's been planted, um, taking stand counts here, uh, especially this week. Uh, I've been pretty impressed, really, with some of the stand counts that have come up. Um, especially knowing that they went through some very cold spells, even snow. Uh, of course, a lot of water on top of them. Uh, so, as obviously that we've got some wet spots we're going to need to deal with, but. Uh, by and large, for a lot of areas, we've got some good stands. Uh, so we do have some areas that are off to a, a good start uh, currently. And, and at least that kind of gives us a, a base to start from. And especially knowing with what the price has done here lately on corn, um, we've got really, of all years, this is the year that uh, it's going to be very important to, to manage the crop that we have uh, to maximize every bushel out of every acre. Yeah, I, I think the the rally here the last week has, has kind of renewed a little uh, 
vigor in, in a lot of folks in, in that management scale and really it's kind of twofold, right? So we, we want to manage the stands that we do have uh, from any of those windows that we did get a crop in. And now how do we, how do we maximize a late planted window here uh, this weekend or next week or whenever that may be? So, you know, what, what are some of those late planted tips that we're going to stare at here next week? Right. Well, first of all, on corn, Brent, uh, you know, we, we want to make sure that we're planting adapted hybrids. And I know the tendency as we get later is to, to try to jump to something that's extremely early um, and, and try to try to improve the chance of having some dry corn. Well, you know, we're probably not going to have dry corn uh, unless we have a, just an, an exceptional turnaround. But we still want to plant hybrids that are adapted, that have stress tolerance, that have good standability and still have yield potential. Um, you know, as we get into the first week of June, we're looking at about 70% yield potential on average with corn. Um, but we can still maximize that by really pushing the maturities. And, and you know, obviously we've got uh, people from across the state, uh, so we're not going to be able to give specifics on the hybrids. But, uh, you know, if you were at an area where 110 day was a full season, um, you know, certainly backing that down to 105. Uh, is is reasonable really just taking small incremental chunks as far as early in that hybrid up mm -hmm. uh, we all know based on research that uh, if we're planting after may 1st the hybrids will adapt and mature quicker um, about 6.8 gdus less per day so in other words june 1st planting versus may 1st planting you know, we're gaining about 200 gdus to black layer uh, really just because a lot of the vegetative growth is taking place during some of the warmer times of the summer. Um, 200 heat units is equivalent to almost eight days of maturity. So that's one way to look at it, mm -hmm. that you know, we are gaining that much with this late planting as far as, as compared to that same hybrid planted earlier. So you know, that, that helps and that gives us a chance to, to push some of the maturities on these hybrids. Um, you know, a few other things as far as planting and knowing that uh, you know, conditions might not be ideal. Uh, we know that's the case as we get into some of these uh, wet field situations, uh, but very important that we're trying to keep that, that planter um, a little bit on the lighter side. In other words, not having too much downforce or in increasing the chance at uh, sidewall smearing or sidewall compaction. Uh, but when with doing that, we also want to make sure that our planting depth uh, is staying uh, consistent and staying a little bit towards a deeper side as, as we get later with planting. Uh, shallow planting is a really bad recipe as at some point we're probably going to turn warmer and drier if we have shallow planting uh, into june that really can spell some problems for nodal root development and standability and nutrient uptake so very important uh, to keep that planting depth towards the two plus side two plus inches side uh, to make sure that we're allowing those nodal roots uh, every possible chance to get set correctly yeah yeah, I, I, it's probably great advice, Jim, because, I, you know, I guess if, if I was a betting man here and, and, and trying to figure out these trends, I, I would guess that we'd probably be begging for a rain come July 4th. You know, it just just the way things have gone and the pendulum will switch back and there'll be a point this summer we'll, we'll, we'll probably be begging for some moisture just to help out uh, some of the conditions that we did plant into. Oh, exactly right. And, and, and again, if we're, we're planning a little, uh, let's call them tacky conditions uh, coming yeah. up here over the next week, 
uh, the tendency is that that mud can build up on the gauge wheel and then before we know it uh, we've got that that depth shallowed up so yeah uh, you know just just common sense things um, but you know really uh, planting late uh, we know we're, we have challenges to deal with and we want to give it every every possible chance uh, as this corn also is planted late uh, it's most likely going to be taller we're going to have a little more space between uh, those those leaf collars again because a lot of the vegetative growth will take place in some of the warmer periods and of course taller corn can lead to some spindlier stalks so uh, and and with the wet weather we don't know what the rest of the year is going to bring but uh, certainly higher disease potential so you know, trying to manage this crop again to the, the, the maximum yield potential, you know, may mean using a fungicide uh, earlier in the season, uh, that V5 timing or possibly with the herbicide if, if we do have some anthracnose showing up early or at the tassel time where we, we know again with that taller plant or that spindlier plant, it's going to need to stay out there this fall for, for quite a while. Uh, so we're going to need all the plant health we can get. So, you know, those those management uh, tactics uh, such as fungicide become even more important with this late planted crop. Yeah. Jim, wa- walk me through here one, one scenario here. Uh, uh, help me balance out what, what the right population recommendation still is on corn. You know, there's a balancing act here of, of still getting, you know, as many ears uh, per acre as possible uh, but yes, but yet with this spindlier stock that we're talking about, we also want to keep our stock integrity uh, at the best possible range. Are we staying the course here with, with our recommended populations still, or where are we at here in June? Yeah, I, I would say the course. I, I really don't recommend changing our plant population drastically. A um, few different ways to look at it. You know, we do have... Um, probably better emergence uh, with warmer soils. Uh, So I think we'll we'll get a little higher percent up, but we do lose some air flex as we're planting later. Um, One thing to consider, of course, is yield potential. And, and, you know, yield potential is is certainly part of our recommendation when we're uh, looking at hybrid yield potential for a plant population. Um, But really at this point of the game, I, I wouldn't be adjusting that drastically. Uh, just because, again, that, that lack of ear flex. So uh, corn pretty much stay the course uh, with our normal pot plant populations. Okay. Let's switch gears there and, and maybe switch to beans on that. Probably not the same recommendation on beans then. Correct. You know, beans, um, you know, we're, we're uh, really a lot of experience planting beans in June. You know, it's something that uh, really almost some area of the state is doing almost every year, yep. um, good or bad. And, you know, beans wise, of course, we're still at a decent point for yield potential, um, roughly 80 percent yield potential on soybeans here for the first uh, week or almost the first half of June. Um, But as far as our plant populations, we certainly do recommend uh, bumping those up uh, 10 to 15 percent after June 1st. We really uh, need to to try to increase height. We want to get the pods up off the ground. Anything we can do to help out our canopy, of course, as far as narrowing up the row, uh, that's always a, a solid recommendation as we get into this uh, later planting window. Yeah. Uh, maturities on soybeans, are, are we still, like you said, we're, we still got good yield potential. Are we, are we going to stay there with those or, or are we going to try and back them off a half, a, a half of a point or a half of maturity group yet? 
uh, here for the next couple of weeks, or at least up until the 15th of June, I would, uh, I would stay with your same maturities. Um, you know, again, like, like some of the points we mentioned on corn, if we jump too early, uh, create the problem of, of a short plant and a plant that's not adapted. Uh, so really, uh, stay in that maturity up until the 15th and in some cases, almost even the, the 20th of June. And then at that point, uh, we do start to back them down and just in, again, smaller increments, uh, going some, so say if you were planting originally a two, five back down to a two Oh, um, just, you know, we don't want to make that big jump and, and get something that's just not adapted for the area. Yeah. Jim, let's, let's switch gears a little bit and, and talk about some of the risks that these late planted crops are, are going to be facing here uh, once we get into the, the later part of the summer. Uh, we're, we're certainly going to be, you've, you've mentioned obviously some uh, more spindly stalks and corn. Let's think more about um, disease and insect pressure that, that may come from later planted. What, what are we facing here as watchouts as we move into the summer? Right. And that's, that's a great point, Brent. Uh, you know, it does seem like uh, as you put more stress on any crop uh, by later planting, you're just uh, inviting, especially insects and disease. Uh, so these plants are, are going to be more susceptible. On the insect front to a, with corn, um, might be a little bit of good news, but typically uh, the corn rootworm is not as big an issue as we get into later planting. Um, you know, one factor with that too is as we have saturated soils, uh, as the larvae start to hatch out, you do have a higher mortality rate. Um, now, at least in northern Iowa, we really haven't started into our rootworm hatch, but uh, if we do have saturated soils into June, uh, that will cut down our population. Uh, but just in general, uh, our later planted uh, June corn uh, doesn't have quite as high a risk. Um, but on the flip side with uh, corn borer, uh, we do have a higher risk. Um, if we've got late planted corn, it can be very attractive. So it's still very important to to have those above ground traits uh, present. Um, there, there are still corn borer out there. Uh, the other thing on the insect front, um, uh, lastly with corn, um, aphids, uh, corn leaf aphids and some of the other aphids uh, with later planted corn uh, can be more of a risk. You know, that's kind of a hit and miss type insect, but something to pay attention to, especially if we get into our later pollinating period and we're hot and dry, uh, they can really cause some problems. And really, adocils transitions to soybeans, uh, of course, a different type of aphid, but soybean aphids uh, really are drawn to those late planted fields. So if we're, we're dealing with some of the, the June, especially mid-June planting, uh, and unfortunately, those aphids can continue to cause some damage well into August, even late August. Uh, so we do want to stay diligent and, and keep monitoring uh, for that, that insect pest going forward. How, Jim, how about... Uh, any management uh, plans that we've had for these crops, right? So you've, you've got your crop plan set with, uh, with your supplier. You've, you've got insecticide, your fungicide, uh, probably maybe pre-purchased. Uh, are we still looking at, at applying those uh, with, with the conditions that we're looking at right now? You, you've got, uh, we start getting some heat with all this moisture, uh, are, are we going to stick with a fungicide portfolio here moving through this? Well, and you know, with fungicide, of course, it's, it always is a case-by-case, field-by-field uh, scenario. Um, you know, we need to make sure we're looking at all the factors and making that decision. Um, you know, we really don't recommend just 
across the board uh, fungicide applications. But uh, when you know, really, when we have the the disease triangle, knowing that we've we've got the host, uh, we've got the pathogen, we've got the environment. Um, you know, so far the environment has been conducive to disease. We don't know if that will continue, um, but uh, the the fact that we've just got a later planted corn crop you know, does make it more susceptible. So, you know, that that really favors uh, having a fungicide in the plan. Um, but again, you know, that is going to depend on a lot of factors as we get into the season and, and disease potential, and, and of course, knowing the risk of the of the field from past history and, and the rotation if we've got corn on corn out there. Um, you know, a lot of times we look at yield potential too as a factor with our fungicide decision, mm-hmm. knowing that we've got uh, a little less yield potential on this June planted that uh, does enter into our, our management decision. So uh, a lot of factors to take into account. And of course, uh, and talking to your uh, trusted advisor, your DeKalb Asgrove dealer is, is really the best way to help make that decision because uh, we certainly have differences by hybrids as far as their response to fungicide as well. Sure. Hey, another another thing that's starting to come up here on, on some of these acres uh, that, that we do have uh, a stand established, whether it was in April planting or, or mid-May, a uh, little spike here in, in rally in the markets, uh, and then all the moisture that we've had in May, uh, concerns about loss of, of nitrogen and thinking about going out and and doing a side dress application top dressing um, certainly are, are coming up quite a bit more now um, certainly it, it kind of depends on on your location and environment but uh, thoughts on thoughts on getting some more uh, nutrients out there for this crop right and it is a tough decision to kind of like the fungicide decision there's certainly a lot of factors to weigh um, you know, obviously with the the, the saturated soils uh, is increasing the chance for denitrification and volatilization as well as some leaching. Um, I, I will say maybe something we have in our favor, um, most of the spring, especially April, early May, we've had fairly cool soils, especially mm-hmm. here in Northern Iowa. Uh, so we ha- we've had the conversion to nitrate uh, slowed down as compared to some years. Uh, so it, that factor alone can help at least co- keep some of this nitrogen in a more stable form where it's, it's not as uh, leachable. Um, right. You know, a lot of factors go into that depending on if there was a, uh, any sort of uh, uh, product used to help keep that nitrogen around. Um, we've got yep. uh, you know, a lot of differences by soil type, but really um, you know, so far, in fact, I was looking on the nitrogen advisor on climate this morning and uh, it was it was showing fairly minimal loss in some fields that have had significant rain. But again, I think the uh, the, the lower soil temperatures have helped that um, yeah. going forward. Of course, that's going to change. And, and you know, back to your comments too, though, managing this crop. Um, if we feel we've had significant loss uh, in a field, um, you know, you'd hate to have nitrogen be the limiting factor of being able to take advantage of top end yield with some some decent prices. Hopefully, this fall. So. Uh, yeah. Not one answer there, Brent, but uh, boy, it's certainly something we want to keep an eye on to, to manage, especially where we've, we've got some of our highest yield potential fields out there. Yeah, you're right. There, there isn't a broad stroke recommendation here. Everybody's got a different uh, nutrient management program. 
but I, I just I just feel like it, it's it's something to, to think about and keep in mind depending upon your program on, on what that looks like and be thinking about that as, as a possibility and or uh, or maybe not right maybe you you've gotten the stabilizers in place and these temperatures have held it back enough maybe we're still sitting good so just something to, to cross your mind as you're thinking about the management tips here through through the uh, the June month here so yeah and I think the really the bottom line to go along with that is you know we're going to continue to manage this crop like we normally would uh, that's that's something that uh, I, I think I, I can't uh, reinforce enough. Uh, because we've just got the opportunity to hopefully take advantage of, of some of the price out there. And, you know, and unfortunately for a lot of people across the uh, corn belt, there's just acres that are not going to get planted to corn. So uh, yeah. you know, I think there'll, there'll be some high demands out there this fall for, for a corn crop. So uh, continuing to manage is key, no doubt about it. Geez, Jim, I thought maybe you were going to go out on a limb and maybe predict a fall harvest price here maybe for us. So well, You'd be much better qualified than I would for that. So I'll let you stick to that uh, part of it. No, 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 no. I, I, I know better than to go out on that limb. So yeah. uh, 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 we, can, we can quote you what it says today maybe, but that'll be about it. So, uh, Jim, thank, thank you very much. This has uh, been a, a, trying, a trying month. Uh, I you know, Jim, have you seen anything like this? I mean, does this compare to 93? Uh, it does. Uh, 93, um, where I was at in Northwest Iowa that year was, uh, it was actually a little wetter. Um, and then the difference was we didn't get the heat and the sunshine throughout the rest of the year. So, and, and yeah. you know, we saw it last year, we had a lot of late planted corn last year, but uh, we had plenty of heat units, plenty of sunshine, and then some late moisture. And so we really were able to mature and move the crop along. So we've got all summer to take advantage of hopefully some of the heat units. So that, that was really the difference in 93 uh, to make it such a tough year was just uh, no heat and, and no sunshine or very little sunshine throughout the rest of the summer. Yeah. Now, just thinking about that sunshine comment, I mean, it, this isn't something, I mean, with this late planted crop, we, we don't necessarily want a lot of heat units stacked on at a quick amount of time do we at this point right it would be ideal to be much more gradual or uh, <laughs> more yep. of the, the normal side um, yep. you know it's to quote elwin taylor the, the heat units above normal heat units before pollination is a good thing and then below normal after pollination is is a key thing to to high yield sure. so and we could still use some above normal but yeah the hot yeah. and dry is is not what we want to order right now <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 no. We we still need, we still need Mother Nature to forgive a few sins here for another another few weeks. So, good way to put it, exactly. Yeah, Jim, appreciate it. Like I said, been a, been a trying month, and certainly wanted to get some tips and on management and uh, what we're facing here in the next week and a half. Hopefully, uh, we get a window here uh, this weekend, maybe next week to to get some of this in. Uh, hopefully, we can. You know, I think there's a lot of people that would just like to get to that tacky status that you, you said earlier. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people just beg for tacky right now. But uh, uh, but hey, there, there's a lot of us that, you know, I think I was pretty fortunate. We, we do have a decent crop in the ground. Now, I know saying that there's probably guys that don't have anything in the ground and and uh, it's certainly going to be a, a struggle here. Uh, but hopefully we get a window this week and it's been uh 
you know, certainly feel for the decisions that a lot of these, a lot of our customers are having to make right now. You know, do you, do you take prevent planning? You know, do you, uh, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a business decision, but it's a tough, tough decision with, with a lot of costs involved. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely stay close to your crop insurance and uh, try to yep. gather all the facts you can. You bet, Brett. Yeah. Yeah. Jim, thanks a lot again. Uh, we'll, we'll be back on here maybe, uh, maybe middle of June and see how this crop's progressing. So you bet. Well, appreciate it, uh, Brent and everybody stay safe out there and uh, hopefully we can get this planting season wrapped up. Yep. Sounds good. Thank you, Jim. Have a good one. You too. Thanks. Again, thanks for, thanks for listening to the Iowa Agronomy Update. Uh, feel free to uh, write a review or comment here on iTunes or even through the Anchor app. Uh, and again, we'll uh, look forward to uh, hearing from us again here in June. Appreciate it.